What is the rapture? When is it most likely to happen? What are likely to be the secular explanations of it? How can we prepare for it? Will there be any hope for those who are left behind? Stay tuned for a discussion of these and other questions about the rapture. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. My colleague, Colonel Tim Moore, and I have a very special guest with us today. She is Marsha Coonley from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and she has written an outstanding book about the rapture called Rapture 9-11, and the subtitle is What to Do If You're Left Behind. Welcome to Christ in Prophecy, Marsha. Well, thanks uh, for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. Marsha, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico with my husband. Uh, I was born and raised there. And let's see, as far as my education, I have a bachelor's degree in economics. And I have an MBA in finance and information systems. Yep. Uh, prior to becoming a Bible prophecy author, uh, I enjoyed a nice career at uh, Intel Corporation. Wow. All right. Well, now, with that kind of a background, how in the world do you end up writing books about Bible prophecy? That's an interesting question, Dave. Um, so, an, I think a nice way to look about uh, or think about economics uh, is that it's just the study of people in the business of life. And mm. what a better way to study life and the business of it than uh, through the Bible. And since I was passionate about Bible prophecy, I think it's just a great fit. I think God knew what He was doing. I'm always interested in people who have a background like that and then suddenly get over into writing about uh, theology. You know, uh, my background was I, I have a doctor's degree in international law and politics, and mm -hmm. I taught that for 20 years until the Lord called me into this ministry. And I didn't realize that the entire 20 years He was preparing me for this ministry because when I got into it, it was all about international politics in the end times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So, how did you initially become acquainted with Bible prophecy and, and your faith uh, as a Christian? Oh, sure. Uh, so, I got saved uh, right when I was about 30 years of age. And one of the first things I wanted to learn about was God's promise for eternal life. Uh, so, the first book I read as a new Christian was Randy Alcorn's book, Heaven. Wow, that's and a good one. Yes. yes, yes, I love it. Um, that book introduced me to the rapture concept, and I was so fascinated that there was going to be this generation of people uh, who were going to get raptured and never uh, taste of death. Um, so I, I really wanted to learn more. Um, so I searched for some books, and I found Terry James's book, The Departure. Uh, and learned all sorts of things about the rapture, the end times, and that's what hooked me. I've been studying Bible prophecy ever since. So, Ooh. kind of self-taught in terms of looking for yeah. materials and yeah. obviously reading the Bible itself as well. Sure. Well, the Lord yeah. really led you to some good uh, writers there. Yes. Uh, Randy Alcorn's book on heaven, I think, is the best one that's ever been written on mm -hmm. the topic. And then Terry James, we've had him on this program many times. Have you ever met Terry? I haven't met Did Terry. Did you know he's blind? Yes. Yeah. Well, he's an amazing guy. And he just cranks out book after book. And the last three we've had, uh, Nathan Jones and I have both had chapters in those books. He's getting ready to come out with a new one right now. And you know, when I first started studying Bible prophecy, I prayed to the Lord. I said, 
lead me to something good to read. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. did. It was Revelation illustrated and made plain by Tim LaHaye. I didn't know who Tim LaHaye was at the time. <laughs> but that's the first book I read nice. on Bible prophecy. So, um, with regard to the rapture, why do you believe it's going to happen before the tribulation begins? Sure. Uh, well, we know that uh, the tribulation is a period of God's wrath upon mm-hmm. sin. And the Bible is very clear uh, in telling us that uh, people who have put their faith in Jesus Christ are not meant for wrath. There's no more condemnation for believers anymore. Uh, The other thing that we can uh, consider is that the Bible tells us that believers are the body of Christ. So one of the things that we can keep in mind is that uh, Jesus already took God's wrath for sin upon his body when he died on the cross for us. So uh, believers today were not meant for that tribulation period in God's wrath because Jesus already took it. And the Bible is full of examples, or at least like a, a two major examples, uh, to illustrate that God always removes his righteous before he uh, inflicts wrath. And Noah and Lot are those two examples for us. What do you consider to be the most important argument in behalf of a pre tribulation rapture? Oh, sure. Uh, I think there are a couple scriptures that. Uh, really help us hone in the timing of the rapture. Uh, First is John uh, chapter 14, and the other one is 2 Thessalonians 2. So in John chapter 14, uh, you might remember that Jesus is having a conversation with his disciples. And he tells them that he's going to his father's house, which is heaven, uh, to prepare a place for them. And that when it's ready, he's going to come back and get them so that his disciples, his believers uh, can be there with him where he is. Now, we know that that scripture has to be a reference to the rapture because Jesus is taking believers from earth and taking them to heaven. Yes. At the second coming, when Jesus comes, he leaves heaven and comes down to earth to be with us here. And at the second coming, once Jesus is here, he doesn't ever leave again. He's here for forever. In the rapture, he just appears. He never comes to earth. Right, right, exactly. Uh, So, John chapter 14, Jesus himself is telling us that this rapture event has to happen before his second coming. Well, Uh, now I'm interested that you mentioned the second scripture being 1 Thessalonians 2. Uh, The second Um, Thessalonians 2? Yeah. Yeah, because that's the scripture that uh, people use all the time to argue against a (laughs) pre-tribulation. Yeah, so I actually think uh, it really hones in the timing for us and shows us that it has to be before the tribulation itself. Uh, So, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul is uh, talking more about uh, the rapture. And in the first part of that chapter, If you read your Bible, most Bibles say that the apostasy or the rebellion or the falling away has to happen uh, before the Antichrist can be revealed. Uh, Well, Bible scholars uh, today uh, are realizing that that particular word wasn't translated very well in our versions of our current versions of the Bible. If we go to some of the original English translations. All of them. Yeah, that, that phrase says the departure. So, the Apostle Paul is speaking of a literal event, the departure, and the Apostle Paul spoke about the rapture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. So, he's just kind of uh, giving us a little bit more details here in 2 Thessalonians. So, he says this event, the departure, has to happen before the Antichrist can be revealed. And then further along in 2 Thessalonians 2, he tells us that... um, this restrainer has to be removed before the Antichrist can come as well. And 
if we think about it, the Antichrist uh, is going to be possessed by Satan. And there's only one thing uh, in the universe that can with, or, you know, hold back that power of Satan, and it's Jesus. And all of us believers are filled with Jesus' Holy Spirit today. So the Apostle Paul is telling us two things. The, the departure, which is the rapture, has to happen. And it's that removal of the Holy Spirit or believers that is that departure. I love the fact that you go to Thessalonians. I tell people, and even as a new believer, you were drawn to uh, learning about the rapture and understanding the end times. I tell people that this is not some esoteric theological concept that we need to wait years and years after we've been a Christian and eventually get around to. Paul, when he was declaring the gospel to the people in Thessalonica, in a matter of weeks had already introduced the rapture, which is why they were writing him letters, asking questions, and he responded in First and Second Thessalonians with more information or to expound upon what he had already shared with them in a very short time when he first introduced them to the gospel and the Lord's coming as part of the rapture and then the second coming. Exactly. Another thing I'm fascinated by in your book, Rapture 911, mm -hmm. Marcia, is the fact that you talk about what will be some of the secular explanations oh, yeah. for the rapture. When Christians all over the world are taken away, snatched away in a mm -hmm. twinkling of an eye, the secular world will have some very strange explanations for what yes, has happened. So what do you think will will be their explanation. Sure. Uh, so I have a whole section of chapters in Rapture 911 uh, where I talk about lies that are going to be prevalent after the rapture. Uh, now, of course, there are going to be several explanations uh, for what happened. Um, of course, there's going to be alien abduction. Um, we know uh, that aliens are fallen angels. They're demons. And Satan is going to want to take credit for what just happened. Uh, so I think that's going to be a prominent one. I also think that the New Age folks are going to say, I told you so, uh, when millions of people across the planet disappear, they're going to think that uh, folks that were unenlightened uh, have been removed. That's, that's going to be a very popular one because yeah. it was in the 70s, in fact, that the New Age movement announced to the world the masters of the universe have revealed to us the day is coming when they're going to take everybody off this earth who live by faith so that we who live by reason can continue in our evolutionary development. Yeah. They'll just say, see, we told you. Yep, As sad. a matter of fact, those sad. lies, I found it fascinating. The very lies that you discuss have already been perpetrated upon the world and they're growing in their mm -hmm. impact even today. It's fascinating. Any other explanations? Yeah, yeah there's two more I, I'd like to discuss with you two. Uh, the first one is really interesting. It's uh, the simulation hypothesis. Mm. Uh, so if, if uh, folks have seen the movie The Matrix, um, this is going to be familiar to them. So essentially there are people who uh, believe that everything that you can see and touch isn't real. They think that we're living in a simulated reality, uh, that essentially it's all computer code. And oh, this is computer code. That's, yes. what, they, that's what they believe. Uh, now, when the rapture happens, they're going to think it proves their hypothesis correct, that we are, in fact, living in this simulated reality, uh, and that the folks that disappeared uh, essentially just got removed from the simulation. Um, they're no we, longer in the computer code. Yeah, I guess we just were... Erased. Yeah, so we didn't exist in the first place. Or okay, we're going to have to move quickly now. What's the second one you were going to mention? Um, the second one uh, that I'd like to talk about uh, is based off this uh, snapture uh, that the media popularized. If you have seen the last, uh, the last Avengers movies, uh, the main bad guy in the Avengers, Thanos, when he became all-powerful, he snapped his fingers, and billions of people across the planet 
just disappeared. And his reasoning for gaining all of his power so he could do that was to depopulate the planet or or just, you know, the whole universe uh, because it couldn't sustain all the people anymore. Now, that particular explanation fits right in with the United Nations agenda. So I think that one will be quite popular um, after the rapture. If you don't look for plain sense, you end up with nonsense. And a lot of Mm -hmm. people have rejected the plain sense of Scripture. And we have already ended up uh, trending toward nonsense. And that's what you're describing with some of those explanations. Yes. Well, Marcia, I tell you, I appreciate uh, your eloquence in in, uh, responding to these questions. And folks, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we are going to bombard her with the counter arguments that people present to the pre-tribulation rapture. Because the pre-tribulation rapture is under greater attack today than ever before. And the reason it gives hope to Christians and Satan doesn't want any of us to have any hope. Here at Lamb and Lion Ministries, we have several outstanding Bible prophecy speakers who are available to preach and teach at churches and conferences. Let me take a moment to introduce them to you. First, there is Colonel Tim Moore, our Associate Evangelist and my designated successor. Then there is Nathan Jones, our Internet Evangelist and my co-host on this program. We also have two outstanding Assistant Evangelists who serve the ministry part-time. One is Dr. Patrick Oliver, who is Director of the Criminal Justice Program at Cedarville University in Ohio. He is also the former Police Chief of Cleveland, Ohio. Our other Assistant Evangelist is Pastor Vic Batista of Florida. Vic can preach in either English or Spanish. We are a faith ministry, so we charge no fees for our services. We just expect the host group to cover all expenses and provide a love offering for our ministry. You can find more detailed information about each of these Bible prophecy speakers on our website at lamblion.com. Give us a call. Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our interview with Marsha Coonley, the author of the excellent book about the rapture called Rapture 911. Marsha, we want to get your responses to some of the most common criticisms about the rapture. And so, first of all, I'd like to know, how would you respond to people who say that the rapture is not even in the Bible? That word itself is not even contained in Scripture. Sure. Uh, It's there. Uh, It's just not in most English translations of the Bible. Uh, so it's the phrase caught up in 1 Thessalonians 4, 17 that we're interested in. Uh, if we go back to the original Greek translation, it's the word harpazo. And uh, that particular word in the Latin Vulgate translation is rapimer. Uh, rapio, rapturo, uh, or other derivatives of that word. Which is That's, the only Bible used in Western civilization for almost 1,200 years. Yeah. And that's where we get the word rapture from. The word doesn't have to be in English for it to be exactly. a biblical word. Exactly. <laughs> no, not at all. So, how do you suggest, and actually, obviously, we believe that the rapture will happen prior to the tri- tribulation, so a pre-tribulation rapture? What is the evidence for that? We've already touched on that, but mm-hmm. how would you expand upon that? Uh, well, one of the things that we can look at is uh, Daniel uh, chapter nine. Okay. So, in Daniel chapter nine, um, he tells us that. Uh, we essentially have to have a good understanding of the entire biblical timeline uh, for us to understand that the rapture is a pre-tribulation event. And in Daniel chapter 9, he introduces us to the concept, there's a difference between the church age and the Jewish nation. And he speaks of this 70 weeks of years in Daniel chapter 9. 
uh, where all of these events have to be fulfilled before Jesus can come okay. at his second coming. Now, at Jesus' second coming, 69 weeks of years were fulfilled, and then the time stopped for the Jewish nation. Time and, out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that's essentially when uh, the time started for the church age. Now, the church age ends when Jesus comes at the rapture, and then the, the time starts again for the Jewish nation uh, when the Antichrist signs that peace treaty with Israel, and then they finish that last seven years. Now, Daniel also talks to us uh, in Daniel chapter 12 um, that there are certain events and signs and things that we can be looking for for the tribulation starting for the middle of the tribulation and the abomination that happens in the temple. And when Jesus returns at his second coming, he, Daniel actually tells us that we can calculate the exact day that Jesus is going to come at his second coming um, based on when that peace treaty gets signed. It's exactly seven years later. Now, the reason that is significant is because the Bible tells us the rapture is an imminent event, that it can happen at literally any time. There isn't any sign or any event that has to happen before the, the rapture happens. The second coming happens. is not an imminent event. No. Exactly. The tribulation's not imminent. The middle of the tribulation, the end of the tribulation, when Jesus returns, all of those dates we're going to know and be able to, to there, tell. There are many signs that actually yes. tell us we're in the tribulation, that yes. the Antichrist has manifest himself. Temple and rebuilt. The temple being rebuilt, all these things that point to the timing of Jesus coming back in glory, right. but His coming for the church, what we call the rapture, there is no sign leading up to that. Exactly. Very good. Well, Plus, we're never told to watch for the coming of the Antichrist. Uh, no. Uh, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, Antichrist. We're told to watch for Jesus Christ. Exactly. Always. The only people who have told to watch for the Antichrist are the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're told that when He appears, get out of Jerusalem. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yes. But That's for right. the church, no. Because we're waiting for Jesus Christ. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, another argument against the pre-tribulation rapture is the concept that um, it's too new to be true. That it developed in 1820 with a guy named John Darby, and that's just too late in history. Uh, it's just too new to be true. Sure. Um, this one actually doesn't really make much sense to me. Um, it's almost like they're implying that the popularity of a biblical teaching or scripture with the early church is what makes it true today. Yeah. And that just seems really ridiculous. Um, we know based on the Bible that Jesus talked about the rapture in uh, John 14 and Matthew 24. The Apostle Paul talked about it in 1 Thessalonians 4, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 Corinthians 15. John gives us a glimpse of the rapture in Revelation chapter 4. And then we've got uh, other Bible scholars, uh, experts in Bible prophecy, that have written about this particular question. Mark Hitchcock talks about it. And Dave, you even talk about it in your latest book, Rapture, Fact or Fiction, as well. Yeah, well, the uh, interesting thing about that argument is that uh, when Martin Luther said, we've got to get back to the Bible because salvation is not by works, by which grace the Catholic alone. Church was teaching, but it's by grace through faith, the Catholic Church confronted him and said, that's too new to be true yes. because no popes and no church fathers believed in it. He said, well, I... What church fathers are you talking about? He said, Peter, Paul, John, Jesus, they all believed in it. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly. Fantastic example. Exactly. So yeah, we can't test a doctrine by when it developed. Uh -huh. We have to test it by the scripture. Yeah. And the scriptures say that a lot of prophecy are not going to be understood uh -huh. until the time comes for them to be understood. Exactly. 
I mean, this is told. Daniel said, I don't understand Daniel's these prophecies. The Lord says, not for you to understand them, for you to write them. Yep. So. Well, Dave mentioned the Antichrist. One of the other criticisms that is leveled against all of us who look forward to the Lord's soon return to a pre-tribulation rapture, they'll say, well, you all are just escapists. You're trying to avoid the Antichrist. You're trying to avoid the tribulation period because uh, you're cowards or you're just afraid. And so you're just wanting to escape and not putting any stock into what the Word itself says. But how would you counter that argument? Sure. Uh, I would say don't be deceived by that. Oh. Um, that's the spirit of Satan talking. Uh, he likes to mock God's truth, call people names, and he likes to steal the hope we have of future promises. Uh, there's a crown of righteousness that awaits uh, all believers who are looking forward to Jesus yes. returning at the yes, rapture, right? Uh, don't let Satan steal your crown. You know? Amen. Let, let people call you whatever they want. Uh, continue trusting in uh, one of the coolest promises that we have in the Bible and, and look forward to Jesus coming. I know I am. The subtitle of your book is What to Do If You're Left Behind. Yes. What do you have to say in this book? To people who might be left behind. Oh, sure. Uh, so I have a lot of uh, information on what happened, uh, why millions of people disappeared. Uh, of course, they're going to learn about um, why there's still hope for them and how they can be saved. Uh, I teach them all about the Bible, uh, what it is, who wrote it, how, how to, to read it. How to read uh, it. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, really key. Um, and they're going to learn all about why they can trust the Bible. Uh, there's a ton of uh, examples of fulfilled Bible prophecies in here uh, so they can get that good foundation. Um, I also talk about lies that are going to be prevalent after the rapture uh, so they won't be deceived. There's content in here to help them cope with feelings they're going to be struggling with, like fear, uh, grief, and, and you shame. also warn them about what's ahead of them, don't you? Exactly, exactly. There's a, there's a, a lot of chapters that cover a timeline of future events. Uh, and I end it with a nice uh, checklist of what to do. I appreciate the fact, really, and, and even your subtitle suggests that this book is not written just for folks today or people mm -hmm. who are already Christians and already yeah. believe the things that we do. Right. But really, your book is focused on those who are left behind, yeah. who don't understand why a yeah. lot of their friends and perhaps even relatives mm -hmm. have disappeared and the lies that are being perpetrated. And so this becomes a resource yes. for someone to turn to, to have understanding after the rapture. And let's face it, obviously, if a person can gain understanding after the rapture, our hope is that many will gain understanding mm -hmm. before the rapture and put yes. their faith in Jesus Christ today so that they can be snatched away with the rest of the body of Christ and not have to go through the tribulation. That's really our hope and our, mm -hmm. our prayer today. Exactly. Marcia, you published this book in November of 2019, I believe it was. Yes. And um, I don't know how I got a copy. I don't know if you sent it to me or what, but I got a copy and mm -hmm. it's a big book. Yes. And uh, I started reading. I couldn't put it down. I thought it was very, very well written. Thank and you. Uh, I just couldn't believe that this was the first book to be written by somebody mm -hmm. in the field of Bible prophecy. You've really been trying to make up for lost time yeah. if you became a Christian <laughs> at age 30. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I, I did make a suggestion to you. Mm -hmm. I told you that um, people aren't readers anymore and there's very mm -hmm. few people who just get in and read a book, especially this size. And I suggested that maybe you might put out a smaller edition. What right. happened? Right. Um, so, you're, so you're right, Dave. We had a conversation uh, several months ago and 
Um, you actually shared a thought with me that folks that are left behind after the rapture, you don't believe are going to have time to do in-depth Bible study, right? So this book uh, might be a little uh, challenging for somebody left behind. And you suggested I make a little pocket edition. Yeah. I, I thought that was a really great idea. Uh, made sense to me. So thanks for the great suggestion. Well, I, I really feel strongly about that. And I tell people quite often when I'm at churches, I say, open your Bible and right at the front of it, put the plan of salvation mm -hmm. about what people, because people don't have time during the tribulation to read the whole Bible. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's going to be hunted down. Mm -hmm. So have it right there where they can go to the verses and see what, what are the important things they need to know, that they're a sinner, that they can be reconciled to God through mm -hmm. faith in Jesus Christ. So yeah, I, I really appreciate, we're always getting letters and messages and emails saying, I, my, my children are not believers, and if the rapture occurs, they're going to be left behind. What can I leave them? There you go. There well, you go. And obviously, the other key is while we want to leave resources, obviously, we have a wealth of resources. Our internet evangelism will be there until the Antichrist and others mm -hmm. take th uh, sites like that down. But we have resources to leave behind. But again, our goal is not just to leave things for people who are left behind. We want folks to share the message yes. of the gospel today yep. so that their loved ones are not left behind. Mm -hmm. We want people's friends and rapture. neighbors to know about Jesus Christ and join us in the rapture when He comes to snatch us away and take, him, take us to Himself. Exactly. Marcia, how about just looking directly into the camera in front of you and telling uh, our audience what they must do to be prepared for the rapture? Oh, sure. Uh, so that's really easy. Uh, to be prepared for the rapture, all you have to do is put your faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, you just have to believe that Jesus is who He says He is. He's the Son of God, uh, and that He left heaven, came down to earth, and died for your sins. You mean uh, I don't have to go out and do a bunch of good works? No, no, you don't have to do a bunch of good works. Well, what and if you don't I've have committed to some right. really terrible sins? It, it, Jesus died for everyone and for every single sin. But that seems so easy. It seems yeah. so free. It seems so. Yeah. I guess it's called grace. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome back to Christ in Prophecy and our interview with Marsha Cunley, the author of a book called Rapture 911, What to Do If You're Left Behind. Marsha, tell us how people can get a copy of your excellent book. Sure. Uh, please go to rapture911.com for more information. Well, I want to thank you again for being our very special guest and driving all the way here from Albuquerque yeah. to be with us Thanks. in the Dallas area. And keep up the good writing and keep in touch with us, okay? Will do. All right. For sure. Well, folks, that's our program for today. I hope it has been a blessing to you, and I hope that the Lord willing, you will be back with us next week. Until then, this is Tim Moore speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, Look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. You can obtain a copy of Dr. Reagan's new book, The Rapture, Fact or Fiction, for a gift of $15, including the cost of shipping. The book contains answers to 21 of the most frequently asked questions about the rapture, and it provides Dr. Reagan's responses to the 13 most common objections. Additionally, the book begins with explanations of what happens when you die and what will happen on the day of the rapture, both to the living and the dead. The book ends with an uplifting, inspirational presentation about the blessings of the Bible's promise of the pre-trib rapture. The book is written in 
Dr. Reagan's usual down-to-earth, easy-to-understand style. Again, it can be yours for a gift of only $15, including the cost of shipping. For an in-depth study of the rapture, its nature and timing, you need to get a copy of Dr. Reagan's video program titled In Defense of the Pre-Trib Rapture. The program runs one and a half hours in length and includes interviews with six Bible prophecy experts. In addition to the interviews, Dr. Reagan presents an in-depth, biblically-based, easy-to-understand teaching about every aspect of the rapture. The video program can be yours for a gift of $20 or more, including the cost of shipping. To place your order, call the number you see on the screen or order through our website at lamblion.com. If you call, please call Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time. If you'd like to receive both the book, The Rapture, Fact or Fiction, and the video in defense of the pre-trib rapture, they can be yours for a donation of $25 or more, including shipping. Ask for offer number 896. Just call the number you see on the screen or place your order through our website at lamblion.com. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 